You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpus. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This week, we have an amazing guest. We have Mr. Ty Trujillo on the podcast. Now, some of you guys may know him from Suicidal Tendencies. Uh, he filled in for Corn when he was 12 years old. Uh, he is the son of Robert Trujillo from Metallica, uh, and he has got a kick-ass band called Otto. O-T-T-T-O, Auto. Their new album, Life as a Game, is out now, and it is fucking ferocious. I love this band. Um, I got turned on to them through uh, a publicist friend of mine, Monica, who you guys have heard me mention a million times. Uh, she's one of the best, and uh, man, this band kicks ass. This record kicks ass, uh, and Ty's a totally rad, humble, sweet guy. Um, and I had a great chat with him, so I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. Uh, but go check out the album, O-T-T-T-O. And uh, yeah, Life is a Game. It's incredible. You guys are really going to dig it. It really takes me back. Uh, it, it's, it's weird because they're so young, but it takes me back to when I was that age, uh, the music I was listening to. It was it was awesome. So uh, definitely check that out. And uh, let's get some business out of the way, and we'll jump right in. So peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me with guest ideas or questions or comments. We also have the Facebook group, the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle. You can head over there and add us on that um, if you want to keep up on what's going on with the show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, 
you can head over and give us a rating and review. That would be amazing. Um, I know I've said it before and I haven't done it, but I, I think I'm going to start reading reviews and stuff on the on the show. So if you want to get on the show that way, uh, you can definitely do that. Shoot us over a review on Apple iTunes at Spotify. You can just give us a rating. Um, either one helps, and I appreciate both. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into this one, guys. This is a good one. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Uh, here's my chat with Ty Trujillo from Auto. What's up, Ty? What's up? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Just getting ready for some shows coming up. So yeah, yeah. Right on, brother. You sound great, man. Is this? Are you on your phone? Oh, uh, I'm on my computer right now. Oh, okay. Um, you sound awesome. Like you sound really like you have a professional microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't, maybe it's yeah the maybe like the resonance of the room or something is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Is that your is that your bedroom or music room or what do you got there? This is, uh, this is my bedroom actually. Okay. Um, it's kind of a music room too because I got I mean I got a little little speakers here and there so yeah. kind of a mixture but it's cool it's cool for interviews because it really works. Yeah, right on, man. Well, I appreciate you doing this, man. When Monica hit me up uh, about the band, I was like, to be honest, so I knew I knew of you through just stuff I'd seen online and and stories. I mean, you've done a ton of stuff. Yeah. But I hadn't heard of Auto until uh, Monica sent me the the promo for it, yeah. and I put it on. I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome! Like, <laughs> it, like took me back to like the the like. Yeah. I'm forty, almost forty one. So yeah. back when I was, you know, skateboarding back in Alaska, like this is the kind of music we would have listened to, and that was what was so cool about it is, yeah. it's like it's new, but it's also almost a throwback to all these different influences, which is wild because you guys are so young. Not that that means anything, but like yeah. you guys probably discovered that music at the same time as we did, but so many years later, kind of like me yeah. with like the, like the, like the, uh, 
like the LA hardcore scene, like yeah. Black Flag and stuff. I was a baby when they were around, yeah. but I discovered it in my teen years and it blew my mind. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. All those influences come together, but yeah. uh, dude, it's an incredible record. And I can't, it comes out in like a week, right? Like, yeah, it comes out soon. Exactly a week from today, actually, which is crazy. How does it feel, man? Feels good to finally uh, get this, uh, get this material out there. I think these songs have been uh, waiting, waiting to sprout out and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, branch out, uh, you know, to all the crowds, you know, and ready, man. Yeah. Can't wait to play all the songs live too. So really looking forward to it. Yeah. How much, how much of this album uh, is your songwriting? Like how much of the songwriting do you do? Do you, or do you just do like, what is your input to this band? Um, so I did, uh, actually all the, all the songwriting on this record. I, I usually, my songwriting usually is, uh, usually the music kind of part of it, like mm-hmm. the riffs stuff. Um, and I wrote, uh, I wrote lyrics on like one song okay, and then like Brian, like on this record, Brian wrote like, uh, like all like, like some other riffs and he wrote all like the lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. So okay yeah interesting man i'm 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 stoked for the world to hear this thing i feel weird getting these things i get them all the time but like i feel weird still getting them in advance and i because i just the the world hasn't heard it yet like there's a certain group of people that gets these and then uh we get to sit in anticipation and wait and see what happens much like you guys are doing you guys have been sitting with these songs for a long time yeah yeah for sure we've been yeah sitting these with these songs for uh for a good while since before the pandemic we like started recording it and then like and then we switched drummers and then like we added another song to the record that would like we all wrote together like with our like new newer drummer trico which is like the official lineup like trico brian and i and like especially we even have newer stuff beyond like because we're always writing so but yeah usually like it's a very collaborative you know process and stuff yeah dude that's great that that takes me back to like early days of of like high school middle school punk bands like where everyone contributed because no one you guys are in a different boat though because you guys are super talented but like we we didn't know what we were doing so we were just like taking bits and pieces from everyone and uh and it was so much more diplomatic that way where whereas now a lot of times it's one person that's like the brainchild behind these things um, yeah. How did how did Auto come to be as a band? Like I've seen, you know, like I said, I've seen so many things that you've done just online over the years yeah. since you were like twelve. I think is when I first was seeing yeah. stuff. Um, but how did how did Auto come to be a band? Uh, so Auto came to be it branched out of Brian and I's Brian and I's old band uh, called the Helmets, um, and we were kind of you know we were like little kids when we were playing like the band, you know, like we started like, you know, like 10 years old when like we were all, you know, playing together, you know, playing covers and stuff, you know, and then uh, Brian and I wanted to like, start like writing like new songs and like taking it a step further. So then that's when we kind of parted ways with that band. And then we started like him and I just started like creating riffs together. And then uh, we started playing with our older drummer, our previous drummer. And then that's when we, uh, that's when uh, we named it Auto, and it's been uh, Auto ever since. So nice. What what uh, like 
what would you say your main influence is for this kind of stuff? Like, I mean, what is, I know, I know you have some, uh, some really good, uh, background, but like, what is, what is the, like the direct influence for the auto stuff? Auto stuff. Um, I, I mean, it varies, you know, like I'm always listening to different stuff, but, um, like, especially like for like when we first started, at least like our main influences were like Allison chains, mm-hmm. helmet, you know, um, you know, Metallica, um, you know, Slayer, all, all these types, all these bands, but like, now like you know we're all kind of branching out and like listening to all different types of music so we we like to grab our inspiration from like everything is there anything strange that people may maybe wouldn't guess as an influence that may surprise some people of what you're listening to yeah i I think so um one one group i was listening to or i mean tame impala we listened to tame impala and people would not I mean, I don't know if people would expect that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great band. Yeah, I, I love their music. So yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. So yeah, <laughs> tell me tell me about this growing growing up. How you how you've grown? Tell me kind of yeah. how you grew because your your dad's yeah. been on tour since before you were born, like yeah. with bands and bands and bands and bands and bands, and that lifestyle yeah. is crazy, especially yeah. at that level, um, yeah. because like were you and and i don't um like were you on the road a lot did he take you out a lot like when you were really really young or were you mainly uh at home and then and then like once you got a little older would come out for weeks at a time or or you know how did that how did that go for you because i know a few other uh people that had parents that were started out before they were born and they were on the road. I mean, uh, John from my old band, his daughter was on the road with him at like months old, going all over the right. world. And she'll never remember those right. days. But right. that's how they did it. How was it for you? Um, for me, actually, yeah, I I, I uh, traveled around quite a bit um, when I was young. Uh, like I was uh, at a lot of the shows, you know, like even, you know, from when I was, you know, like little young, like. I, you know, had the headphones on, you know, the big old kind of mm-hmm. little kid headphones. Um, but yeah, I've always, yeah, I've always been kind of around at shows, like watching shows. And I think, I think that's part of like what made me want to pick up the instrument is just like observing, mm-hmm. observing that. Um, so yeah, it's, I've been, I've been at shows for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm pretty young. How does, how does it, do you remember like your first kind of memories of that? Because I'm curious because my buddy, uh, Travis plays for this band called Coed and Cambria and he brought his son out for the summer tour and let him kind of guitar tech for him, like bring the guitars. It was so awesome to see that, but yeah, yeah. he brought him out just the two of them on tour and the crew, you know, took very yeah. good care of him. Uh, cause it can yeah. be a dangerous place for a kid and a weird spot for yeah. a kid that, 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 uh, you know, um, but do you remember some of your first memories that really kind of solidified that maybe I want to try doing this myself? Um, yeah. So I think, I think like, especially there was one show remember specifically, uh, like it was Alice in Chains and Metallica at some like festival, uh, somewhere in Europe at the time. And I was like, like nine years old. Um, and I remember just like, like being, cause I was like listening to Alice in Chains before that. Cause my dad would play it in the car 
And I remember like, just like being super stoked on like being able to see them play as well. Like, cause I had never seen them play. So I was like, and I've, you know, listened to their music, you know, a lot before that. So I was like, I remember like, yeah, like the memory of like seeing them play. And then all of a sudden after seeing Metallica play, it was just, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Do you, I, I've, I have yet to see Allison Chains live. Yeah. I never got to, I was in Alaska till 2000. And right. so I missed everything, like so many good <laughs> shows, but in that case then, so, and, and being, even being nine years old, being able, yeah. and you were traveling with Metallica then. So you like the, yeah. being able, the, the cool position to be in, to be able to then see the band and then meet the band, know the band yeah. later is yeah. such an interesting spot to be in, especially at that age. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then go, go, uh, you know, watch your, your dad do what he does. Like such an interesting, an interesting place to be. Um, yeah. I, I am curious though, on this part of growing up with that as being kind of the normal, do you find, and I know, uh, like, do you find that, that there's things you crave or miss maybe that other kids didn't have, like didn't have to go through, you know what I mean? Like where kids that were home all the time, you know, with a, with like a structure, Growing yeah. up kind of on the other side of that, do you feel like there's things you missed out on or things that you kind of crave now and hold on to that maybe stem from that, not having that at a young age or, or how does that work with you? I'm curious. Yeah. So with me, I, I, there's, there's sometimes I go into like, like curiousness. I'm like, Oh, what would happen if like, I was in a complete, like, just like out of wonder, I'm like, I'm curious. So what would it, would I still be playing music if like my family didn't play music or like, would I still be doing this or like, you know, like, like how, how would, how would that affect my life? You know, I'm, I'm like, I always go into like little curiosities about that. I'm like, well, would I still be playing music if I didn't see like, you know, so many bands growing up or like, you know, when I was a little kid or would I uh, not be playing music? I'm like, well, I don't know. That's like one question. I'm like, huh? Curious. Cause like, I know that I really, uh, like it's really enjoyable. So I'm just like, like, hmm, would I enjoy it as much? You know, would I be interested in live music as much? I'm like, so I'm kind of like curious about that, but I, I wouldn't know how it would be. <laughs> yeah. But if you like, like yeah. say like when you're at home for yeah. an extended period of time, does that make you, uh, does that make you happy and you feel comfortable there? Or do you get that itch to get back out there and travel? Like, or is it like, Oh, I'm at home for a month. This is going to be the best. Like, what yeah. is that transition like for you? Like where, you know, it, I had more of a traditional structure growing up and then I went on tour when I was 18. So, right. and now I'm, I crave travel and I crave the world like that, but yeah. I didn't before until I went out. But if I, I think if I traveled a lot as a kid, I may crave my time at home more than a kid normally would that, go, you know, where they're like, I want to leave, I want to, you know, head out and go to college or I want to head out and just go find myself. Right. You've had a lot of that experience already. So when you're at home, do you find it be the opposite of, of other people your age? Yeah. I mean, sometimes, yeah. Like I think, yeah. Like sometimes like it's weird. It depends on the situation. Like when I feel like going on tour, 
or staying at home. Like when I'm doing a lot of shows and stuff like that, like back to back, I'm like, you know, what? it feels good to settle in at home and just chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, sometimes I'm just like, dude, I just want to get out there and like just play and like just like, you know, just go explore, you know? So it, it's mm-hmm. like a back and forth kind of catch. Like, you know, it's like, it's all about the balance, I think. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, dude, I want to go explore. I want to go play. And then, and then when, sometimes when I go home from a long tour, I'm like, ah, oh, it feels good to settle down for a few days and just kind of mm-hmm. mellow out. I, I'm so glad you That's- said the balance. Yeah. <laughs> because I was 39 years old when I figured out about balance. Yeah. <laughs> I went one way or the other all the time. And it took that long for me to get to that point where the balance. Yeah, I really, balance. I really love that you said that. Um, yeah. Just such an interesting, an interesting story. And, and so you're, you're playing bass with suicidal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell me how that works. Uh, Cause you're 18, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How does it work being an 18 year old touring with a band like suicidal or touring with a band in general? Like, do you have, are there certain, uh, things that are different for you than the band or certain air, like not certain areas necessarily, but like, uh, being, not being 21, right? Like not being, yeah. uh, and then having that kind of stuff around, like, do you have to travel differently than the band? Do you go on the bus with the band? Like, how does that work being 18 in a band, you know, any band of adults? Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like with us, yes, with suicidal, um, it's crazy. Sometimes like, you know, cause all the guys are like different ages, like mm-hmm. that are currently playing with them. Like, yeah. Brandon, who's like, uh, who's like, I think like 10 years older than me. Who's like 10 years older than me. And then you have, um, you know, Dean, who's like around, like my dad's age mm-hmm. and yeah, Ben Weinman, who's like, I love Ben. Yeah. Who's, he's, he's the best amazing. dude. He's so great. And he's, you know, and he's, uh, you know, around like, I think a little bit younger than Dean. And then you have Mike, who's like my dad's age. So it was like, everyone's like different ages. Um, and it's like, sometimes like, I like, like, just like, we, I just, we all get along so well. Sometimes it's like completely forget like how old like we all like you know how old we all are like so it's usually pretty chill and uh we're all pretty mellow kind of guys on like you know when he tackle different cities and stuff where you know we all just like to go get food and just kind of hang and just chat yeah dude is is so suicidal's a uh, doing bus tours right like suicidal's got a bus yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Is Auto going to have a bus or going to be a van? What are you guys doing for for these this tour? Um, so for these few shows we have coming up, we're going to be flying to different spots, uh, like to Chile. We have we're going to be playing Chile this weekend, so we'll fly over there uh, tomorrow. Actually, we're flying what? over there. Yes, yeah, so. that's incredible. God damn it! Packing up. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> uh, going to Chile this weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be pretty awesome. I haven't been there in a long time, so yeah. that'll be cool. And uh, and then we fly directly to Nashville, and then we fly back here, and we have local shows. So that, that'll be mostly uh, flying, but uh, yeah. But uh, Suicidal is uh, usually – Suicidal's on a bus usually when we go fly into like, like an area. Like, let's say like we have like a tour in Europe or something like France. Like when we did our Fr- uh, France tour, we had like a tour bus and we around there. 
but usually around the States, we just like kind of fly around, like we fly the, you know, do one-off shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> Chile this weekend, then to yeah. Nashville, then back to <laughs> California. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Such an awesome, it's such an awesome existence. I love, I love stuff like this, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's your flying rig like then for, for if you're doing, uh, say you're doing auto shows. Yeah. What's your flying rig? So uh flying rig, like just everything I'm flying with. Yeah. Like what do you, what do yeah, music, yeah. I mean, like instrument wise, like are you bringing like a, so, like a modeler or anything like that? Are you using actual like rental gear? Like what, what kind of, what kind of flying shit are you using? Yeah. So for flying, I'm using, I, I'm bringing my pedal board on the plane and check that in and then, uh, bring a uh, two bases, you know, like mm-hmm. I have this thing, it's like case, they're called like mono cases. They're like, uh, double cases, but they look like kind of a single case. You mm-hmm. can just hold up one case. Um, I usually check that in and then, um, over there, like for amp wise and stuff like that, usually you just use the back line, see okay. what they have. And, uh, use that but usually it's it's pretty straightforward i just my fingers are crossed that they don't like lose the gear or anything yeah yeah that mm. happens all the time yeah oh it's the worst or it gets yeah. stolen just at or the back line's terrible like the rental gear is terrible yeah. um you know you can kind of, you can't really go wrong with like an svt classic or something like you can make oh, yeah. you can make that stuff sound good but i love that stuff a person a person such as yourself with a lot more skill and and uh being seasoned what kind of gear do you do you lean towards when you're you know when you can play with what you want like say say you're play you're in venice right yeah so say you're playing in venice or you're playing somewhere you know locally and you have your own gear like what is your go-to for for your rig for for bass all right so yeah bass rig um got a, a ampeg svt classic head like an old school tube head like in a cab, like eight ten cab, um, Ampeg, and then I usually like a like a Fender P bass. Usually mm-hmm. like the P basses, you know, uh, classic kind of the classic sound. Um, big fan of that. And then you know, on the pedal board, I'll I'll use a little reverb, um, little fuzz, little overdrive here and there. But yeah, mainly just kind of, um, you know, kind of potatoes, you know, yeah. Like, gravy kind of thing the classics the classic you know yeah you can't go wrong with that though that's the thing is it that's why it's a classic it's a classic for a reason yeah you know i think a good player can sound good on anything you know like you you watch those videos i don't know if you watch them like i forget who does it maybe it's loudwire where like john five will hop on like a hello kitty guitar and just shred on it you know like it doesn't matter if it's it's in the it's in the hands and you're playing with your fingers right yeah, fingers and pick. It some depends on the song, but mostly fingers. Yeah. How long did it take you to get that down, to where you were you were proficient in it? For the pick? for the fingers. For the fingers, um, it took so like, it took uh, the most. I think it took the longest was getting the fast gallop down. Yeah. Um, like, cause I I would look at like videos of like metal bassists just playing any metal bassist or just hear recordings, um, and I just like you know, they're doing it all on their fingers. I'm like, how are they playing this fast? You know, like mm-hmm. with just those, those fingers, I'm like, I got to figure that out. So I kind of just started doing like a slow kind of exercise, developing it. And then after I got it faster and faster and faster, and then now it's just like, I can just switch it on, switch it off. So 
that's wild because I I can't. I'm a guitar player, but I can I, mean, I can play bass well enough, like to get by. I'm not a bass player, yeah. but because um, I do still believe they're very different uh, instruments. Yeah. You know, a yeah. lot of guitar players will be like, "Oh, I can play bass, no problem. I can play guitar." It's very different to be a good yeah. bass player and a good guitar player. Um, I really feel that way. But yeah, whenever I would try to play with my fingers, I had the hard the hard thing for me was not having. I know some basses have the little thumb uh, brace on them where you can like push against that. Yeah. I didn't have anything to really push against except the strings. And I, I almost felt like it just felt unnatural to me to not have something to kind of like you're, you're doing these really fast gallops in midair somewhat because you're hitting the strings, but you're using your own finger weight to really like get it. And yeah. I could never get that. Like, it's almost like palm muting on a guitar. Like, I need something to, like, push against. Right. How do you, it, do you know what I'm talking about there? Like, that yeah. that feeling? Like, how did you get past that or didn't even bother you? It's weird. I It didn't really bother me as much because, like, there was the, like, just when I knew, like, you know, that the pickup was there for my, like, finger, like, you know, my thumb to rest on, I just kind of just used that as, like, a kind of area to, like just rest, you know, mm-hmm. rest my fingers and stuff. Uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't ever really bug me too much. Um, I just got more comfortable with it too. Like, you know, later on, like it was like kind of practiced. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like a, it's just this weird thing. I couldn't get past it. Like I could, I didn't feel like I could be as effective as I could with a pick where I could really hit, even though yeah. I have big hands, like, it still felt like I, my accuracy was just off. Like it was really not something I was into doing, but I love watching other people do it and I'm blown yeah, away yeah. by it. And, you know, I'll watch, like I put on some videos of you guys uh, last night yeah. I was watching through and, and there's one live show. I don't it was auto and I don't remember where it was, but the cameras on your side of the stage. And when everything clicks in, all you can hear is your bass. It's super strange. Oh, wow. It's on YouTube, but it's like, this the 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 runs you were doing were wild like you can hear a little bit of the drums but it's mm-hmm. like what whatever phone it was recorded on yeah, yeah, uh, yeah just like uh like just went out and all you could hear it was like everything stops except for your bass so you right. could actually like watch you rocking out and hear exactly what you were playing and it yeah. was it was it was rad but like it was just like he's doing that with his fingers like <laughs> what the hell man same thing yeah. when i watch like uh there's so many bass players i'll watch that are that are finger players and and it's just i'm in awe of it because i cannot do it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was a cool show yeah dude what what uh what what made you want to play with your fingers to begin with like because your, your dad plays with his fingers yeah yeah but and I don't know how much of an influence your dad is on your playing or you being a musician. Um, or if you go to him with things like, Oh, I can't figure this out. Or, you know what I mean? Or if you go your yeah. own route of, you know, this guy influenced me, this guy influenced me. Um, but what really got you like doing fingers first? Cause I'm assuming it was fingers first, right? Yeah. It was, so it was fingers first. Um, and yeah, it, um, I would say, I think that was like, you know, like the base, I guess the base technique to, you know, to play with the fingers, like the main kind of, you know, main, main, uh, approach to the base. So I, I just approached it with the fingers and then, uh, 
ended up working out. And then actually I started adapting the pick as well. Uh, like not too, um, not too long after. Cause I was like, I was listening to uh, the song welcome to paradise by green day. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to learn that little uh, middle section uh, where, you know, it's the bass by itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, fun. Uh, it's a fun uh, part to play, but um, I knew that was like recorded on a pick and I've seen, or I, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure. But uh, like looking at live footage, at least of them playing, it's like, you know, with a pick. So I'm like, I, I, I would like to adapt that skill as well. Um, so I kind of started like learning that too, you know, not trying to corner myself into like one approach. Uh, but I think I, I like to, yeah, using both is good. I feel like, cause then like using the fingers, like there's a certain feel that's perfect for that, but also with the pick, it had adds some like edge to the tone that I really like. Mm-hmm. That's big with green day that, that, yeah. Mike Dirt hits so hard with that pick. Like you just watch yeah. him. He just like grunts with his teeth and stuff. Have I you have that. you met those guys? I met uh Mike Dirt. Yeah, he's he's super cool. What super is the cool. conversation between you and Mike Dirt sound like when you when you meet like someone like that influential? Yeah. Uh I've not met him myself, but um yeah. uh I'm curious, like when you do meet someone like that that you really like look up to, like what is that? Yeah. Are you able to talk to him normally? Or is it more like holy shit, uh hello, sir? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is that holy shit element. Uh, I think like, just like I try to put that aside and be like, you know, like, like everyone's just like, you know, like a normal person, and yeah. like, you know, someone flips out too much, you know, over someone. It's like sometimes, like, if someone flips out over, like, let's say, like, someone flips out out over me or meets me, I'm like, dude, I'm a normal person. You can talk to me like a normal person. It's all good. Um, so yeah, but yeah, our conversation was like, dude, like, because we both like to play f- like you know p bases and yeah. stuff. I'm like, dude, I love p bases too, and I also like the sound of the pick. Yeah, he's got his own custom bass too. I think. Yeah, they made it like Super- more like a telly or something like that. I think it looks yeah. more like. Yeah, that's oh. a sick. The tellies are so sick. That's oh, dude, that's what I have. That's what I play. I yeah. have a. Uh, <laughs> I had a a fan of the show actually. Yeah. Hit me up like, can I make you a guitar? I was like, yes, you may. Yeah. And maybe a, a, like a Tele Deluxe Swamp Ash body guitar with a hand-wired P90s and then a, 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 a aluminum neck. That's beautiful. Dude, it's gorgeous. Awesome. Uh, have you ever played an aluminum neck guitar? I have before. It's pretty It's pretty rad. They, Dude, they look pretty sick. They look great, but they, you have to polish them, of course, which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. But you can make the neck as thin as you want. That's the crazy thing oh, yeah. is you can just make it paper thin. Because wow. it's it's strong, like it's not yeah, like wood yeah. where it'll warp. It's just you can literally right. say, "I want it this thin," and and make it, yeah. you know, like uh, uh, I can't, I can't even describe it. Like it's a whole another yeah. ball game, especially if you have bigger hands. Like, um, yeah, you can really tailor it in, and it sounds different. There's like a shimmer to it, um, yeah, that I've never, I've never found elsewhere. But do you get people? Do you get like bass uh, manufacturers trying to get you to play their bass? What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. 
Now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. 
So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. Where they're like, um, oh, we'll make you this or we'll make you that or, or you just stick to the P base. I've had approaches here and there. Um, it's been a little, it's been a little bit, um, but usually I just like to stick to like, I like to stick to the classic, you know, stuff, you know, I, I'm not a huge, I'm not big on like the modern style kind of basis. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, it's cool for what it is, but I just love the, just the, the look of like a vintage guitar. Like it's just so, so sick. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. There is the argument though, too, that I think it was buzz from the Mel. Do you listen to the Melvins at all? I've heard, I've heard some Melvins. Okay. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he, he's like, I hate old, I like new guitars. Yeah. And, and people are like, why? And he's like, well, you look at that guitar, like Jimi Hendrix is playing. He was playing a new guitar. It wasn't vintage yeah. until later. Like yeah, that was a yeah. brand new guitar for him, you know, or like yeah. Jimmy page or all these guys, which was an interesting argument to it. But I think and yeah. I've talked about this before, but I think people, uh, imprint on these instruments like these pieces yeah. of wood these pieces of you know a, um uh like someone that's played a, a guitar for years and years and years and passes it down or sells it to someone else i think there's still energy in that thing and i think yeah. that's more of what people really feel when they play a vintage instrument versus yeah. it of course it sounds great usually um but it's also yeah. really broken in but there's that like you look at the back of the neck, it's all worn down. And like, that's from hours right. of playing that right, someone right. put into that thing. It's right. such a cool thing. I, I don't feel that way about yeah. cars. I don't feel that way about furniture, you know, yeah. uh, but instruments where you're really yeah. putting the time in because you're focused yeah. on it. You're sitting there playing bass, you're sitting playing guitar, whatever. Like you're focusing all your attention on that. All your, your whole body's touching it. Yeah. And it provides some of the most intimate creations you can make because it comes from your soul like it's a beautiful thing and and uh i really think that's a like when he says that i I like new guitars i think he's really missing out on a lot of that energy he's putting it into (laughs) his guitars but he's not going to get to play those that others have yeah yeah it's a tangent there sorry but uh (laughs) i get passionate about that stuff (laughs) but uh uh dude Touring with Ben Weinman. Yeah. One of the coolest people in music. One of the greatest guitar players I've ever seen. Um, Oh, yeah. He's been on the show before, and and he's just a wonderful person. But uh, what's it like being on stage with Ben Weinman? Because especially like Dillinger and stuff, it it can be a dangerous thing. (laughs) And you see that video. I I know you've probably seen it. I don't know if you were playing with him that I couldn't tell. When he does, mm-hmm. he goes to jump up on the on the monitor and he hits the wheel and it falls out from under him and he lands on his back and his guitar oh, like hits him that. in the face. <laughs> yeah, I think I that was not that. with you on stage, I'm guessing. I think that was a few years ago. Yeah, I don't okay. think that was. There. 
but what's it like being on stage with Ben in a band like Suicidal? On stage, he's it's so crazy. He's such a chill guy off stage, mm-hmm. but on stage, he's a madman. Like it's insane. Like waving his guitar around, like some of the coolest shit I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, it's like uh, it's 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 insane. I always got to look out for him. I, I got to make sure he doesn't hit me with the guitar. Um, he's hit Mike. He's hit Dean. Oh, um, so he hasn't hit me. I've been aware. I've been trying to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> I try to look where I'm going. So. Uh, but, but yeah, he's, he's such a beast on stage and just send, uh, Dillinger's, you know, some of the sickest music I've ever heard. So, yeah. Have you, have you, uh, do you know Liam from Dillinger? Yeah. The bassist. Oh, he's so good. Such a good guy. Yeah. A sweetheart, but also a monster on stage. Oh yeah. Uh, For sure. That musician. Yeah. Is a gnarly man. Uh, I, have you been have you been injured on stage then at all? Um, I with suicidal with any um, band, just in, any in band? general. Have I? I don't think I've. I'm a knock on wood. Yeah, uh, sure. Well, same <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've gotten in a situation where I remember when I was uh, doing a show with suicidal. Uh, I think the video is up too, which is funny. Uh, it was like the very first show I've ever did with them. Uh, I was uh. I was like into the first song, like you can't bring me down. Mike was running around. I was running around. I hopped up on the, like the drum riser jumped off. And then Mike, like, like rammed into me and I like flew. And then like, I just, I just like flew on my butt, like my lower back and my butt. And I just like got right back up and just started playing. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it at all, which was the funny part. It was just like kind of one of those things. I just like kind of felt like rubber and just like got back up. Yeah. Dude, that, those, those, that's, that, that reminds me of the Ben fall. Like it's, it's all, people made a meme out of this thing. I think it's, it's yeah. everywhere, but um, yeah. another thing I'm curious about too is, and, and sorry to just keep barraging with, I don't no, usually no do this style of, of thing on this show, but I have just so yeah. many questions in my mind. Like yeah. this is literally just stream of consciousness, yeah. uh, <laughs> but so you find your own style, right? Like your own style mm-hmm. on stage, uh, yeah. especially with auto, like your band, yeah. like it's yeah. you, your stage presence is who you are. How do you, how do you translate that when you're playing with a different band? That's just like, like an established band that you're like filling in for, or like, you know, you played with corn, but that was way earlier. Yeah. That was like, yeah, for, yeah. that's so long, that was so long ago. But like with suicidal, like when you, when you hop on stage with them, do you, tailor yourself a little differently to how you perform like different than you would with auto or do you have like one style and that's just who you are on stage i uh you know i slightly adjust different stuff um you know i'm definitely more aware of like what what's going on around me when i'm playing with a suicidal because everyone's just running around um so like you know i'm definitely like more of like i guess like kind of more chill mm-hmm. on stage like kind of laid back just try to get in the pocket Mm -hmm. i still like you know have my moments where i kind of like headbang a lot you know jump around a little bit um but like yeah i I try to kind of just lay down the groove um and then with auto i i can i think i some you know i I run around a little a little more at times um you know because uh i don't have to like look out for people bumping into me or anything so i can i can do that a little more yeah uh 
but and i'll do uh i'll do backup vocals for auto and for suicidal usually i'm just kind of just playing the bass sometimes i'll hop in and you know chant some things here and there but very good yeah are there other bands you've played with like filled in for besides like the ones that are kind of no like that corn performance in in south america and then uh, or those corn shows in South America, and then uh, with suicidal. Are there other bands you filled in for that are that are? Tell me about that because yeah. that's kind of cool. Just switching like switching gears like that, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're not. That's the other thing that's badass about you, Ty, is you're not like a a hired gun guy. Like you're an extremely talented songwriter, but you can go and play in that world for a little while. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's that yeah, yeah. that documentary Hired Gun, right? Where the, the players are great yeah. players, but they may not be, and this isn't any shade on them, but like yeah. maybe they're not the best songwriters. Like they're just really good at, okay, what do you need me to do? Right. You right, can right. jump in that world for a second and then come back and write this badass music. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, besides like I haven't played in any established like like actual established bands like to fill in for besides um uh suicidal and corn but i have like i've had like jammed with people and like played gigs and stuff when like you know there hasn't been like i, I guess during the COVID era there was like kind of an era where there was not really much going on so i was like mm -hmm. you know like to kill some downtime just yeah. linked up with some musicians and kind of jammed with them but uh you know auto's always been like the main you know yeah, the main and focus. Suicidal and you know, my other band actually feed the beast too. Um, so nice, dude. I uh, what was what was COVID like around your house with everything shut down? Like, what did you guys what did you guys do? And what was your outlook, I guess? Like, did did you always think that things would come back? Or did you get to the point where it's like, maybe this is the end of live music? Maybe this is like time to pivot into something different. Like what was the vibe around the house during that, that lockdown period? Um, the vibe was like, it's like, I had a feeling it was going to come back. I was just like waiting for it to come back. I was like, come on. Like, um, you know, there were some moments that were like cool when I was like writing stuff and mm -hmm. stuff that was like, cool. It's, it's cool to be able to have, you know, this, all this time to like, you know, write like new material and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's obviously some moments where it kind of just got like, this is kind of boring. Like I want to play some shows, you know, like I, like, you know, I miss kind of like going out and like, you know, playing like the feeling of playing a show. So it was like, it was kind of a bounce, you know, from those two thoughts. Uh, but yeah, something, you know, we were definitely just itching to play yeah, for sure. But you had everyone at home, like together yeah. for the, for a long time. That's got to feel good too, for a little while, at least like, yeah. Like, holy shit, we've been home for however many months. Like, yeah, get sick of each other, probably. <laughs> yeah, get sick of each other. Just want to hang in the room. Yeah. Dude, uh, do you surf? Yeah, I like I like to surf. Okay, tell me about surfing. Surfing something I don't do, but I love to talk about it because it's such yeah. a metaphor for life. And yeah. Just how, and, and the vibe I get from you, Ty, and you and I have never met. But you're just yeah, very yeah. laid back, very humble, uh, very positive. And I, yeah, I get yeah. that vibe from a lot of people that surf. They just kind of yeah. go through life differently. Like regardless of where they're from or what they're doing, like it's it's something about people that surf. I mean, there's people that skateboard and have a certain vibe, but surfing yeah. seems to have this 
really, I don't know if it's the fact that you're riding on something bigger than you every day that could just destroy you if it wanted to. And you're kind of harnessing that and feeling what it's like to be on top of it. I don't know what it is exactly. What do you think that, or do you agree? Like they're like surfers have this, just this vibe about them that I just can't really explain. It's just a very easygoing fluid kind of no, I mean, no pun intended on that, but like fluid kind of persona. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, surfing is uh, one of those things that's uh, it's very relaxing, you know, like to be it's like a relief sometimes to paddle out. So I think a lot of surfers kind of get that get that kind of laid back vibe from that. Um, you know, um, I think uh, surfing is like one of the main inspirations, I think, for, you know, my music and stuff. And, you know, all of us in auto, we all like to surf for fun and mm-hmm. You know, we like to take your inspiration from the water and surfing was like one of the things that actually, you know, like that helped me out during the pandemic. I was like, cause like, you know, I wasn't playing shows. So I had to get that same feeling somewhere like of playing, playing a show. So I just took it to the beach. Um, but yes, yeah, so surfing is, uh, is awesome. I, you know, it's enjoyable. Uh, hopefully there's going to be some waves around here soon. There hasn't been any waves that much lately, but fingers are crossed yeah dude do you know do you know uh do you like no effects i've heard some no effects yeah I like okay. what i've heard eric eric uh well he goes by smelly but eric sandon the yeah. drummer night we had a good chat about surfing and he has a place yeah. a company called pickle sticks like stix oh, nice. yeah. that, sh- that shape surfboards um yeah and he's like a daily surfer as well and we talked a lot about that just being being liquid like just going with yeah. the flow uh yeah and how it can be so cl- like clarifying to your brain yeah when you said uh uh you guys would probably have a good chat um uh but when you said like it's a big motivation for your music how do you mean on that like like what what does it inform in your music like the songwriting the lyrics the 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 overall vibe like or is it all of it i mean like how do you translate that to to songwriting because the music you're making is super like aggressive, but there's also so much melody to it. Like it's, um, I would almost attribute it to being and forgive my ignorance on surfing, but you know, you're on top of the wave, but then there's a part where you're going through like the barrel or whatever. That's where I picture autos music is when you're in that where shit's coming over the top of you and you're right at the cusp versus riding on top. Like, right. where does that translate to to how you write music or being an inspiration think, for music yeah so i think after a surf session there's just like and just like the whole feeling of like going into the water and stuff uh i think it's the the vibe of like the ocean mm-hmm. um, really like really kind of like creates like kind of like i don't know it's like with the songs and stuff with like like, you know, like riffs and stuff. Like I, I really just think about that, like just to, you know, cause there's so much chaos in the ocean as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be like one of the most mellow places, but also one of the most chaotic places. Um, so like, I think that translates to like the music. Cause like sometimes our music can be uh, chaotic and then sometimes we're like more laid back, mm-hmm. like different kind of uh, different stages the ocean can be in. Yeah. It's kind of like leaving the earth, leaving the earth a little yeah. bit. Like nothing is, everything's moving. 
and you're yeah. you're looking back at land which you're familiar with being what's real like what's real everything that's real to you is on the land and everything out here is just what you know whatever comes next yeah. you're just at the mercy of 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 the waves yeah. such a beautiful thing i gotta try, i've gotta try doing it i just yeah. i talk about it all the time yeah. and i feel like such try. a poser because i don't i couldn't <laughs> even get up water skiing uh yeah. But I, I just, I really feel a connection with, with yeah. surfing in that way. Just, of, just of, of the, the overall vibe of it, of, of course. Yeah. Um, so being a surfer and a world traveler, are there some crazy places you've surfed other than California? Um, I, I mean, I surfed this one place like last summer, it was in like France. Mm -hmm. I think it was called Guitari. That was the name of the spot. Uh, went there and it was like the surf wasn't like super big but it was just like it's a big wave spot so like if it comes like the right time of the year summer isn't the right time of the year for that spot so it doesn't get big but like when it gets big it's like pretty huge um and i could tell i remember i was paddling out like the water was like moving everywhere mm -hmm. like it was like kind of like it was kind of tiring like paddling like all that you know all that amount through just like that you know, crazy current kind of moving everywhere. Um, so I, I think, I think that's, that's like the one spot I've like surfed that was that I could tell like gets crazy, you know, like and then at the times of the year when like the swell really hits. But uh, other than that, I really, I haven't really surfed much places uh, like outside of like California, but mm -hmm. I'd really like to. Yeah, dude, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Like, like Australia or New Zealand or somewhere. I mean, there's oh, yeah. so many places. Um, oh, yeah. It seems like to 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 surf. And how young yeah. were you when you started surfing? Were you really young? Yeah. So it was like surfing is kind of like an on and off thing because like I like would paddle out in the water when I was like eight. Mm -hmm. Like my dad surfs too, so we would like both go like paddle out. And then like there was a period where I kind of stopped for like a couple years and then get back into it and then like stop for a couple years. But like, I've been like lately, like these last, like say three years, I've been like really getting into it. And like, so of like the auto guys, mm -hmm. they've been getting into it too. So we've been all going together. Yeah. Dude, I got to get into it. I'm getting all yeah. excited about surfing now. <laughs> <laughs> the Oregon coast isn't the best for surfing. Uh, yeah. That's where I'm at in Portland and, and uh, oh, nice. we're close to the, the coast, but yeah, 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 it's always super cold and really oh, choppy yeah. and yeah, you can't even fish out yeah. there sometimes, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fish. Yeah. So being a world traveler as well, like what's your, what's your like go to, like the food you look forward to the most, like, or, or the region, I guess maybe that you look forward to going to uh, like food wise. Cause food on the road yeah. is, is weird sometimes. Like you kind of yeah. get what you get, but when you can choose, right. what do you really look forward to? Like, where do you look forward to going? Like, uh, yeah. What, what place I do you think like I would like to eat, like eat at, like have the best food. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I love the food in France. Mm -hmm. So good. Um, you know, French food. I mean, obviously who doesn't like Italian food? It's great. Yeah. Um, you know, or like even like when I go to like Texas, like Tex-Mex food is pretty mm -hmm. good. Um, and just like I, I, it's so hard to chew. I think France, French, like French food is like probably like my personal favorite. Like whenever I go there, like just go like get some French food. It's always super good. 
you've mentioned mentioned France a few times. Is that kind of your like your spot, or is that just kind of where you've landed and had the most experience as far as foreign travel? Like the because yeah. maybe it's just a special spot in general. Yeah. So like as far as like yeah foreign travel because like suicidal we did like the tour there mm-hmm. probably had the most experience there like out of any place in Europe because. Uh, I've, I've always visited France because I'm actually half French. Uh, my mom's French. Oh, okay. So, uh, Very cool. So, yeah. So, I, I've been there a lot of times, you know, in the past. And, you know, just the food has always been so good to me, you know, yeah. ever since I was a little kid, you know, just getting food in France. It's always great. Man. There's yeah. a place uh, place here. Uh, there's a couple places that do good French food in Portland Yeah, uh, where the menu just kind of changes. Like, it's like this yeah. week we're going to do this. Like you can never yeah. plan on what's going to be there. You can always try something yeah. new, but, and then Italy being where one region of Italy has a certain tomato and the other one doesn't. And like yeah. all the food, like the names come from the regions and it's just such an yeah. interesting thing over in Europe. But uh, yeah. yeah, France, man, surfing in France, French food. Yeah. So you've been traveling there your whole life probably. See family yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Family stuff. And yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, so what's what is next for for auto you got the record coming out in a week you're going to chile this weekend nashville back to california for some local shows and then you're going with suicidal after that and then coming back to auto or what do you have going on kind of the rest of the year for the band like pushing this record so uh what we have lined up uh for this year is uh we're gonna go you know obviously we have the chile Mm -hmm. then you know we got the local shows and then Actually, like the moment I get back, I play a local suicidal show from Chile. Like the moment I get back from Chile and Nashville, I have this uh, local suicidal show in Ventura County called uh, Punk in the Park. Okay. On mm-hmm. 25th, play that and then play some local shows with Otto. And then there'll be kind of a nice little break. And then in May, I go back and play some uh, uh, festivals uh, with Otto. Um, Sonic Temple Festival. Um, and then uh, welcome to Rockville. So then that should be uh, that should be pretty cool. And then uh, yeah, we'll have some yeah we'll have some shows lined up uh, throughout the summer as well, and uh, hopefully get out to you know around the states and you know mm-hmm. around the globe. Dude, there's some solid lineups on those festivals this year. Oh yeah, like more than ever. Yeah, like, and. A lot of them have similar lineups, but the lineups are just so huge. It's crazy. Like, do you know what stage you're doing at those festivals? Like, or, or you have like a good time slot? Um, I haven't, I think we do have a pretty good time slot. I, I haven't uh, seen the stages like yet. And I haven't looked into the, like the details of that yet, mm-hmm. but like there's a lot of sick bands playing there. Like uh, I think Tool will be playing at the festivals, yeah. which I can see. Um you know, Justin Chancellor's bass playing just amazes me, you know. Dude, so, he's been on the show. Yes. That was crazy. That's awesome. It took, well, Monica, your publicist, yeah. like it took yeah. years. And finally wow. it was like, I think it's time. She's like, I think it's time now. I was like, okay, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> what, dude, do you know, do you know him? He He's a, yeah. dude, he's a fantastic human being. Another person, yeah. much like yourself, just very humble and and peaceful and and talented and and uh, man, yeah, tool, amazing. I, I guess a lot of people feel that way, but 
Yeah. Hey, Tool's pretty good, right? Yeah, I love Tool. Yeah. Man, man. His bass lines are yeah, amazing. Yeah, and uh, we know him. Uh, you know, we we actually we're actually neighbors with him, which is awesome. So Oh, sweet. So, yeah. He was talking about walking his property uh I think before we had the chat, like walking his property cuz he was nervous. I was like, "Get out yeah. of here. You're not nervous for this." He was nervous and uh yeah, he's just very very peaceful that way too. I I uh because of a very similar vibe. Um, yeah, it's super, super amazing. I mean, heck, he had a huge, you know, his playing had a, has a huge uh, influence on me. Yeah. So, do you guys get to play together at all ever when you were neighbors, or are oh, you neighbors not, now? Uh, not well. He's like, in he's in Northern California now. I think he's a well, not, not he's to put a, him on blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's where Justin Chancellor lives. No, uh, <laughs> you guys aren't neighbors now. We'll put it. We're way. we're still we're I mean we're we're relatively close. I like neighbor like I would say we are neighbors, but not in the same neighborhood. But like, yeah. like like about you know like say like you know like within like within the small town kind of range. Yeah. But um, but dude, I have I haven't uh jammed with him yet, but one of these days. Get on that, son. That'd be awesome. Man. Hey, <laughs> help me work this part out real quick. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming over. <laughs> Yeah, you know, come on up right now. <laughs> while you have that opportunity, seize the day and uh yeah. and make that happen. Uh yeah. He's making some really cool music, uh, even outside of Tool. Uh oh yeah. And uh just one of those amazing guys. Uh yeah. do you know, and this is just a side tangent, do you know Dave Lombardo? Uh yeah, we I jammed um we jammed back when he was playing with Suicidal and the first time I played with Suicidal. Um, we jammed and he's such a beast. Have you heard his drum record? Oh, I got to check it out. Dude, it's so good. Have Monica send it to you. I don't think it's out yet, Um, but it's yeah. unreal. Like, it's just all drums, like, from all different countries, and, like, it's insane. Yeah. It's Dave Lombardo, but mm -hmm. it's 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 insane. Uh, He's a friend of the show as well, and, like, he, uh, I think you'll really dig it. Um, you got to check that you out. You can really like, just yeah, get lost in it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Not to keep plugging all these other people, but... um. Yeah. uh. Yeah. So, so Chile, is that Lollapalooza, Chile? Yeah. Lollapalooza, Chile. Oh man. Where, what stage are you playing? Or is it just one stage down there for Lollapalooza? I think, yeah. I mean, I think they have a bunch of stages, but I think we're playing, I think we're playing the main stage, which I'm, which I'm oh, pretty stoked about. I'm not yes. exactly sure. Um, but I think we'll be playing like one of the main stages, uh, and that's going to be pretty rad. And uh, who I mentioned earlier, Tame Impala is going to be headlining. So yeah. we're definitely all going to watch him, you know? So <laughs> beside yeah. stage for that, dude. Oh, yeah. That's, that's so awesome, man. I'm so, I'm so stoked for you, man. Like you've already accomplished so many things at a young age, but the, the fact that it's really great music that you're writing, I mean, it's, it's, uh, we could dig into songwriting all day long, but yeah. you're, I don't know your necessarily your approach to songwriting, but what you're producing is is and what what's coming out of it is really incredible stuff. Like it's timeless. Like it's it's something that I feel like I could listen to back when I was 15 years old. I can listen to it now. Like it's it's fresh, but it's got the it's got the the um, the substance behind it to really like hit a lot on a lot of um, different points, a lot of different uh, genres. So I think. I, I really feel this record's going to do extremely well for you. And, uh, you know, 
uh, uh, cheers to you for that. Oh, um, thank you. And thank you for the music. I mean, it's it's great. Like I've been jamming it all week, and nice. uh, it just it just hits, man. I that's one cool thing about doing this show is is discovering a lot of new stuff. And uh, yeah. this is definitely one of those moments when Monica sent to me. I was like, "Thank you for saying this to me. Let's set up a chat because uh, yeah. I just I'm just blown away." And uh, I feel bad I hadn't heard of it before, but I but I've heard of it now. And it's really, it's like in my solid rotation. You're really doing good stuff, man. And uh, Thank you, man. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the time, dude. I really do. Um, yeah. Taking a uh, an hour out of your afternoon. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully it was a good time. I'm sorry to barrage you with so many questions. I don't, like I said, I don't usually do that kind of style of things, but I just had so many things yeah. I was curious about with, with your, with your, uh, uh, your story. So hopefully yeah, it was thanks. painless. <laughs> It was great. Yeah. It was awesome. Dude. Awesome, Thank buddy. You for me. Well, hopefully, Otto comes through Portland or or the Northwest at all, so, and I'll man. I'll be there, man. Like I I would love to see it live. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll be on the watch for that. But um, good luck, my friend. And it was really nice meeting you. And and thank you so much for the time. And and just be safe out there, man. And just have fun. Tell Ben I said hello. Yeah, well, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. Uh, tell Dewey Justin I said up. hello. Yeah, I tell them yeah, both. We got we got in some deep spots, so he's uh yeah. yeah, it's it's a good thing, man, and and uh, just all the best of luck to you, my friend. Oh man, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, you know, it's a pleasure to be on the pleasure <laughs> your pleasure podcast. So. I appreciate that, man. I'll uh I'll send all the stuff to Monica when this is coming out, and and she'll pass yeah. it on your way, and and uh yeah, man. Cheers. Sick, man. Cheers, man. All right. Get out in the water. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sounds good. All right, Ty. See you, buddy. All right. See you, man. Bye. (laughs) All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ty Trujillo from Auto. Their album is called Life is a Game. It's incredible. Go check it out. Add it on Spotify. While you're there, give us a review or give us a rating, rather, on Spotify and give us a follow. It really, really helps out the show. Thank you guys so much for coming back week after week. I know I say it every single week, but I mean it. Um, You guys spreading the word of mouth about this show and uh, keeping the spirit alive keeps this thing going. And I'll keep doing it as long as the people are listening. I really, I really love watching this thing grow. I have no idea how far it's going to go, but it's really past my, um, my, where I thought it was going to go. My, my hopes and dreams of this show have been shattered as far as bypassing them. We have gone far beyond wherever I thought this show would go. And I am so appreciative to you guys for it. I'm appreciative to all the guests that have come on, all the publicists and friends that have helped. Um, you know, if you downloaded the show, if you told a friend about it, thank you so much. Um, check out Otto's new record, Life is a Game. It's incredible. Ty also plays for Suicidal Tendencies, um, so you can catch him on the road with them. And uh, yeah, what a great dude. Um, cheers to him for coming on. Thanks to Monica for setting this up. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm going to get out of here. I've got a ton to do. I've got a couple more episodes to record uh, this evening and with some awesome guests. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So, uh, as always, guys, we'll see you on the radio.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.